You're tuning in and turning on to the Inside Game with Mitch Newman. A chance to dig in and dig deep and how to move from all or nothing results, even sporadic results, to sustainable lifetime results in every aspect of your personal and professional life. Truth be told, none of us escape stuff. And what would it be like to effectively weather any season or storm that comes your way with determination, dignity, with grace, and gratitude? Knowing the truth of who you are will always carry you well across the finish line. So if you're ready to match your insides with your outsides, let's jump in. So I uh, <clears throat> just uh, got a text message from someone, dear friend, who's going through a really rough scenario, and it's a very, very sad story. And uh, a lot of times people will presume or assume that uh, I just immediately hear all those types of things and they just kind of wash over me or wash through me or don't really necessarily have a huge impact on, but it really threw me, really threw me just as I'm about to record this episode. So it's an interesting uh, dynamic because it really fits in in many ways into what the inside game is really all about. And when I work with my coach and yes, a coach that's looking to dig in and deepen their own process has a coach. So for those of you out there who are listening and who are coaching, many of you have a coach. If you don't get one, reach out to me if you need some support around that or what specifically you may be looking for. But it was a great example because just as I'm about to record the podcast, I happened to look down at my phone and saw this text message and was in many ways stunned briefly in what I was seeing, and it starts me down a path. Now I always say that, uh, as I shared before in our previous episode, I'm always one thought away from thinking I'm the biggest piece of shit on the planet, and I'm grateful for that. Grateful for that. And that's really what a lot of today is about, and what I want to share with you is around gratefulness. The ability to be able to read something that is disturbing and touching and deeply moving and allow myself to feel the feelings that are present in that without falling into them and cutting, as a mentor of mine would say, the refractory period from the time I'm triggered to the time I'm back in the present moment. Now, the goal is never to do a bypass what we would reference as a spiritual bypass. I think some, somehow that things don't necessarily impact us and we're just going to wash over the feelings quickly as if it doesn't really matter. It matters. It's a very, very sad scenario, what I just read. And I'm aware that in order for me to feel and not fall in, that I have to, as quickly as I can, begin to observe myself and witness myself feeling and not to the point of falling in. Because what happens for me is I can go into a kind of a reaffirming, as my coach talks about it, it's reaffirming your addiction to something. So 
I may be reaffirming my addiction to sadness because then what the brain does, it does a 360 and it just loops around and it just looks for all the places it can looks for all the places it wants to, (laughs) but you have to be the best observer. It loops around and goes, starts to go all the different places in your life where sadness may be present. And then all of a sudden now the sadness is just firing at you. And now you're no longer feeling the sadness. You're falling into it, getting swallowed by it in essence. And now you're going conscious and now you're not in the present moment. So in that opportunity is the awareness is, is that if you can have the awareness and be your best observer, that becomes your inside game. That you're able to separate yourself out that I'm not my thought thoughts, I'm not my feelings, I'm the observer of them. And then it is okay and necessary to feel without falling in. And for all of this, I'm so grateful. I remember back in my first year in my master's program in spiritual psychology, which I talked about briefly, which is the study and practice of conscious awareness. It's working on the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual levels, which is what my work is about for myself and with others. And I remember one particular day. They told us right before we were going to lunch that when you come back, this is my first year. And this is 21 years ago. Can't remember what I had for lunch today already. I forgot. Yes, I have forgotten. But I can tell you this story from 21 years ago as if it happened 21 minutes ago, 21 seconds ago. So they told us when you come back from lunch, everybody, the doors are going to be closed because we were, I worked in a large group classroom, a couple hundred people. And so they said, the doors are going to be closed when you come back from lunch. Please wait outside. We'll be setting the room. We'll let you in. Whatever they said. I don't remember the exact details. And I remember we were all standing outside. We we're all just kind of just muddling around in the hallway, talking, chatting. And suddenly, the main doors open. And the cheers and the clapping and the scream that was coming from the room, because we, as soon as you looked inside the room, from the back of the room to all the way to the front of the room, were, was a receiving line on both sides of people that were just staring at us with the biggest smiles, just clapping and cheering and all of this stuff. And, and I'm sitting there going, and my wife is right in front of me. And so they want us to walk into the room. So we walk into the room and she's walking in front of me. She's walking really, really slow. And I'm trying to figure out what is going on here? What is this? What is this about? And so she's walking so slow that I'm like pushing her in the back. I'm like, (laughs) I'm jabbing her like, let's go. And she's just not moving any faster than she's moving. And the entire time I'm trying to figure out what in the world is going on. And we literally get all the way to the end. And just as I'm about to turn the corner and go to my seat, I notice a gal that that actually had trained me in a job outside of here, outside of that classroom, that was doing the program that I did. But she was in the second year class. And I saw her face and she smiled at me and she's clapping and cheering. And all of a sudden I go, oh, I get it. And I'm thinking this as I'm turning the corner 
and going to my seat. I get it. It's the second year class honoring the first year class. And I get there, I get to my seat. My wife and I are just standing there by our chairs and I start crying. I just start crying because all I wanted to do now that I had figured it out, what it was, was to go to the back of the room and come down the line again. And my wife was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And it was such a profound awareness. Such a profound awareness that I remember it in every part of my body as I share it with you now. The question that popped into my head was, Mitch, how is this like your life? That you have to know what everything means before you can allow yourself to experience it. Man, that struck me. And in that moment, in that moment, I just felt profound sadness. Sadness just as I was reading this text just washed over me. And I wasn't really, if I'm being honest, and I'm always going to, why don't people say if I'm going to be honest? I'm honest in being honest. I was falling into my feelings at that moment. And I don't know what it was. I guess it was part of that program in terms of because so much of it was like the inside game. You were there to work on your inside game, to develop an inside game, to develop a strategy that allows us to live a more fulfilling life in each and every moment by healing the old stories, by healing the past. And suddenly I caught myself, became my best observer, and realized, though I didn't have that language that I have today of re- reaffirming my addiction to sadness, that I realized that I was in that place. And I was able to cut that refractory period from the time I was triggered to running I'm upset because to getting back into my body. And what I was left was with was this awareness of how is this like my life? That everything that I do, I have to know at the time, I have to know exactly what something means or what it is in order to be able to embrace it. That I always have to know all the facts, that I have to always know all of the facts in this situation before I could even experience the fun. Like I simply wouldn't go there. But when I realized that this was an example of how up until that time in my life that I had been living my life, that I had to have all the answers before I could make a move. I had to know all the details before I could say yes. In every area of my life. And in how many ways that had held me back up until that point. Now, the easiest place to go without an inside game, the easiest place to go is judgment. I can't believe all this time I wasted. I can't believe I spent all these years behaving this way. Look at all the missed opportunities because I had to know what everything meant before I could enjoy it, before I could experience it, before I could risk 
even take a calculated risk. Got to know everything. Because, man, I was just pushing my wife, like, let's go get to your seat. Let's get to our seats. All the while trying to figure it out. And it's no surprise to me that the opportunity when I figured it out was at the very end because I didn't recognize anybody in the lines. I'm like, who are these people? I didn't recognize anybody. And it was literally this gal that, uh, that trained me in this outside job was literally, I think, like the second to last person on the left-hand side. And as soon as I saw her at the very end of the line, I was like, oh, it's the second-year class honoring the first-year class. And then I'm at my seat. And then I'm in tears. And then I want to go and do it again. Please, can I go it again? Now that I know, now that I know what it meant, now that I know what it is, can I go again? And I couldn't. And I felt the sadness and I felt the tears. Felt all of it. Fell into it. And I caught myself. And I observed myself. And I had the awareness to ask the question, how is this like your life? And suddenly I could see every aspect of my life was like this. This was the example I needed. I was ready for the message. I was ready to understand on the inside how I in the past had held myself back from experiences. I had clarity in that moment. And I didn't go into judgment. What I remember going into was gratefulness. Gratefulness. Gratefulness that I had the awareness to realize this now. Gratefulness to know, grateful to know that this is exactly the path I had been on. Everything happened ideally in the, in the timing it needed to happen in to bring me to this moment to come to this realization that there are no missed opportunities. There are no scenarios that got away. It was about my journey, and it's about your journey. It's about understanding of what you're ready for. And when you're ready for it, you don't judge it. You don't see it as wasted time. You see it as gratefulness. You seize it as gratefulness. You feel it in every part of your body. That this is the moment that you have been given to pull all of these elements together and the timing and the own divine timing that is your divine timing. And it's here and it's available to you. And now the question becomes, now that I knew that, and now that you know things and experience things similar, what will you do with it? What will your outside game look like moving forward? Gratefulness. You hear it used all the time. People will tell you. The fastest way to the present moment is gratitude. And it is. You can't be angry when you're in gratitude. You can't be sad when you're in gratitude. You're in absolute awe and appreciation. So here's what I want you to do, and this is what I want to leave you with. 
because part of this is developing practical tools. Now, some people will sit there and they'll say, hey, write down three things, write down 10 things, write down five things that you're grateful for every day. You can't go wrong. There's no right or wrong. But I want to sweeten the pot a little bit for you. I want to encourage you to do two things, regardless of how many things that you write down that you're grateful for. I want you to try it from a different angle. Just as the awareness that I had in that moment, understanding that I had been living my life up until that point, in a way that was not it was necessary but it wasn't necessarily serving my greater good moving forward that i was ready to make a shift that i appreciated the clarity and the honesty at which i was able to approach it without judgment and seize it as this opportunity what i want you to consider and all the things that you write down and that you're grateful for i want you to look at the challenging things that have happened into your life the challenging things that have happened to you over the years. Some of it is grief. Some of it is sadness. Some of it is frustration. Some of it is anger. And I want you to understand, and I want you to really look at those things and take what it was that you weren't grateful for when it happened. You couldn't possibly in that moment have been grateful for it. But looking back now, looking back now, you're grateful for it. Maybe it was a toxic relationship you were in or a powerful breakup that you went through with somebody. Maybe it was a a lost job or a a lost scenario where you lost your home or something that happened to you or lost somebody. And all you've done over the years is just think about that story or stories, because we probably all have stories, plural, and think about them. And maybe they still gnaw at you. And maybe it's time to let that gnawing go. And I want you to write down those things that you weren't grateful for when they happened, but now with some hindsight and a whole lot of wisdom and your willingness and desire to choose love moving forward in your life that you're able to look at a challenging situation that you weren't grateful for and be able to look at it now and go, man, I'm so grateful for that. So grateful for that. It's a powerful awareness. I do it and I'll write it down. And I actually had somebody literally I bumped into on a street corner that I had known years and years ago. We hadn't seen each other in a really long time. We literally bumped into each other on the street corner, like at a light. We we're about to cross, and then we pulled back and we started talking. And we were kind of like rehashing from years earlier. And at one point, it got like an awkward, dead silence. And he turned to me and he said, About the girl that I was dating at the time, and that's how we had met. I bet you regret meeting her. And I said, No, man, not at all. I'm so grateful for that, that I needed to go through everything I needed to go through to get to this place. Because see right across the street there, you see that air conditioner that's in that window? That's my wife's office. And see that room that's right next to that, that other window? 
That's where my daughters sleep. Everything I have done, however I had viewed it, however I had previously judged it, however I had experienced it and labeled it and classified it, everything brought me to this moment and prepared me for my wife, prepared me for being a father. And I felt the gratefulness. So I want you to take some time and I want you to really look at those things in your life that you've maybe attached some negativity towards, some incredible upset towards that you haven't forgiven yourself and others and see it as a blessing and as a gift and something to be grateful for because until you can do that, you can't really move forward. And forward is where we want to go. Because when you do that, it impacts your outside game in in ways I'm telling you, it'll blow your mind. It'll blow your mind. So write down those things. Spend some time with it. It's a great exercise to be grateful for the things that when they happen, you weren't so grateful for. And I'll leave you this other thought. When you do gratitude, experience gratitude, lean into gratitude. Don't hesitate to do it throughout the day. Don't get it out of the way as some something you do in the morning, like you went to the gym, I did my gratitude work. No, gratitude is always going to bring you back to the present moment. It's always going to bring you back to right now. And that's the, the launching pad to your future. So being grateful in the moment and calling upon that is necessary and valuable to your life. And if you're going to create a gratitude list and just really understand just how much you have to be grateful for, make a commitment that when you write something down that you're grateful for, that you never repeat writing it down again on the next list. Just keep challenging yourself to realize just how much you have to be grateful for all the things that you don't even think about during the course of a day. If you just pause and just take a breath and yes, be grateful for that breath. This is the kind of stuff that sets up one of the elements of your inside game. It's very, very powerful. I want you to embrace it. I want you to enjoy it. I want you to feel your feelings without falling in. And I want you to understand that everything that has happened to you has led you to this moment. And as you find yourself in gratitude, you must choose to be grateful for all of it. For all of it. We'll see you again next time. So if you enjoy this episode and like what you're hearing, I would appreciate you subscribing to this podcast and consider sharing this as well with a friend who may have an interest in fine-tuning their own inside game. Any comments, reviews, suggestions, all are welcomed and appreciated. Tagging me in your stories is also a great way to pass the word and provide me with additional confirmation that the content is landing, at least somewhere. (laughs) And if I'm missing the mark, don't hold back. I want to hear that too. So until next time... 
Don't hesitate to dig in, go deep, and find your magic.